0: Welcome to the Innovation Conversation, a podcast about innovators, both in business and real life, hosted by myself, Ricardo Pesquale, and Harry Makana. Today's episode is sponsored by HyperSkill. HyperSkill is a learning and training platform that enables people from all over the world to learn new tech skills. If you're looking to learn new tech skills, this is a platform to choose. You can find out more about them on HyperSkill.org. Our podcast is also sponsored by Social Town Marketing, our go-to social media agency, from Vienna delivering great services to clients all over the world. Make sure you check them out at SocialTownMarketing.com. Today we are joined by Mia Rotin and Elizabeth Lins, founders of Social Town Marketing and actually one of our sponsors. We're talking about their story and also their latest project, The Diary. One of the most, if not the most complete notebooks in the market. So welcome to another episode of the Innovation Conversation. Today we're joined by Mia and Lily, founders of Social Town Marketing in Austria, Vienna. Vienna, Austria. Beautiful town. Um, welcome.
1: Thank you. Hi. Thank you for having us. <laughs>
0: it's our pleasure could you tell our audience please uh lily and mia a little bit about social town marketing um what you ladies do um yeah tell our audience about it they want to know everything about it Sure, sure.
1: so social town marketing is a social media agency founded in 2021 by lily and i um and yeah we specialize in content creation influencer marketing um, paid ads and social media management Mm-hmm. Um and right now we're already a team of, I think, totally six people.
2: Wow. Yeah. Then how did you get started? Could you mind elaborating on your journey, where you kind of started, yeah, how you so, came together?
3: Actually, we, we met for a mutual friend, and it was a brunch, I think. Yeah. So. I remember it was a brunch, and um I heard a lot about Mia, so did she, I bought Mia, I assume. <laughs> and uh, we got to talk, and then... Um, we were still both, like, I was in university doing my master's, Mia was already working, and because uh, she already finished her master's, and she asked me what I want to do after I finished studying, and I said, listen, like, I really want to do something by myself. I don't know, I've tried, like, being in other, like, PR agencies and everything like that, but I really, really want to do something myself and try it at least once. Like, even if I try and it doesn't work, I've, I've done it. And uh, I want to do something creative. Um, I'm not a person that can do something all over again, so every day needs to be a little bit different. And I love to see things evolve. And Mia was like, I have the exact same feeling. I also want to do something creative. I want to see things evolve. Like I also want to do my own thing. And she asked me what I was doing because I studied and I studied luxury brand management, but. On the side of that, I didn't just want to study, so I started helping out um, companies in social media management, and Mm -hmm. I did a couple um, of accounts, uh, let's put it that way, and then I asked Mia, what are you doing? And she said she was doing influencer marketing for a really known brand, Mm -hmm. and um, she was like, why don't we do this together? Like, better two than one, right? (laughs) Um, So... We continued talking for a little bit and had some other small talk. And then we parted our ways. And a week later, I don't even know where she got my number from. Oh, Mia calls me. <laughs> and <laughs> mind you, this is where like COVID started. And we had like lockdown, non-lockdown. And mm-hmm. it was at the time where we didn't have a lockdown. She calls me and she goes, are we doing this or not? <laughs> and I was just like, wait, what? We just talked about it. And she's like, well, now is the time. We just, we should do it. And then another week passes and we find ourselves at the lawyer and, uh, we signed a contract for doing a company. Yeah.
0: Oh, well. <laughs> that actually puts me to a completely different question, but you actually need a lawyer to start a company in, in Austria? You do in Austria. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Cause for yeah. here in the UK, all you need is really to go online. Um, there are tons of websites to do it, but you can also do it on company. Really. it costs like 14 pounds to open a company or something like that.
3: 14 pounds? It's, That's insane. 14, in Austria
0: it's a couple of thousand euros. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a big difference. Yes.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, so there's uh, actually this leads me to another question, which is how do you find the market? Obviously, you cannot compare with UK, but do you find the Austrian market hard to, to get into, as in starting a business there? Or is it actually quite accessible to people to to entrepreneurs to actually I want to start a company in Austria, I can just go in get started and it's, it's very straightforward so how, how are you finding it
3: i think it's a tough one because austria is not very easy i would say in general because also tax systems are very complicated like it's one of the most complicated in the world and you first have to understand all of this and i keep on repeating to me, if i would have known what's to come i would mm-hmm. probably be too scared to do it <laughs> because <laughs> nobody tells you how to run a business nobody tells you how to get started it was all kind of like trial and error luckily everything went well. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say um, for us in the um, industry that we're in, social media was something... Austria is a little bit slow, so everything here happens a couple of years later, I would say. Um, and social media was something nobody really has touched yet. So we had the PR agencies and the marketing agencies that were just like, "Ah, oh, we're just going to do it on the side. But Quite honestly, it's so time-consuming that it doesn't really work out. So we wanted to do solely social media, and there
1: was not really a lot of people that no. did that. To be honest, like right no. now, maybe people are starting to like do it, but mm-hmm. like, more then, and more now. Yeah. However, with that
3: being said, I think that also what we started doesn't need a lot of capital. If that makes sense, you need a yep. computer and a phone, mm-hmm. and um, you don't need any like a lot of starting capital so that was definitely easier for us
1: yeah and then like I think in terms of um like getting clients and so on getting into the sphere I think it really depends like I think it's always good if you know people and it's always good if you communicate as sure. well like both of us came from this like marketing background so we obviously communicated this to the companies that we were working at at that time and we were lucky that they then said okay we're gonna do it through your social media agency and continue working with you so this is how the first clients kind of happened so this was our luck but i do think it's hard um generally like to find people and so on like this is I think like like in the uk probably you need to have like a bit of a social network to kind of like yeah find your first clients
0: yeah definitely i think that's always the the hardest thing which is a speaking the lingo and actually getting people to trust you based on what you're saying and b also having the right network and you know there's two ways of going about getting your the right network either you're already in the industry and you have those contacts naturally or if you're just getting started, it's literally go out and meet people and ask for advice and ask for, con- you know, try and do connection requests. Because that that's what I do for a living. It's literally go out and send mm-hmm. connections to people on LinkedIn. And, you know, it, it's just about, you know, trying to build that connection and see, see how it goes. So, yeah, I completely get that.
3: Yeah. I also do think um, we were, I don't want to say lucky, the pandemic happened in that regards. But when we left our companies, initially, mm-hmm. they were all like, we told them you could come and work with us and they were like oh my god we're not working with an agency everything is in-house we need people coming to an office from nine to five i think the pandemic shifted these things a little bit in terms of like people understood that certain jobs don't need you on site every day but they can be done from anywhere so that definitely helped us
2: yeah so what was a conversation like with your old companies so you took the leap becoming well setting up your own company spending all that money really going into it and You Mm -hmm. mentioned you had a conversation with, I'm guessing your bosses or colleagues at the time saying, Mm hey, come and work for us. Is is there any advice you can give to anybody listening to say, hey, how can you actually do it? Or is it completely different to the UK economy where I'm guessing if I went to my boss and said, hey, can I have you as a client? They're pretty much going (laughs) to say quite rude words to me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think it's a very fine line. Mia and I are generally very... um, cautious about this and we're, we approached it rather slow i would say we didn't force anything onto them we told them we were leaving but we told them we're not gone i
1: think yeah i think that the key element here was that we were both in a position in the job that we were doing that was crucial and nobody knew how to do it except of aspect then it, it would be like a whole process of you know getting a new person so we were a, let's say a valuable asset at that time yeah. um and i think if you say something in a very kind and human way like you you know you have every human has like their own wishes and dreams and i Not remember communication when, exactly like i remember having this talk and i was like listen like you know i like i'm doing that i'm going to still stay but let's see how it goes and then the time came and i was like i'm going to leave because um it's time i need to focus on that and they were uh, like sad but they understood it um, and they were even so kind. I remember like I was talking to the CEO of the company and they were super, super kind and saying like, if I ever need anything, I should approach it because it is a tough way, you know, like if you have your own business, it's not yeah, easy. Um, and it was a really nice conversation and um, it took them three months, but eventually they did the phone <laughs> call and they came back to us and then we worked with them yeah. basically, yeah. So... Sure.
2: I think that's an incredible story because as, as mentioned over here and probably Ricardo's can probably back that up it's literally very hard to do something like that go to your boss and that and and say hey let's let's do this but I guess it all comes down to having a very supportive environment and a working culture yeah. in the first place it seemed quite crucial to that as well
3: yeah I think the UK is way more competitive yeah that's definitely the case
0: <laughs> yeah I mean it depends on on each company but it's so, I think it would always be a very hard conversation to have with someone saying, hey, we're going to start our own thing. Would you be interested in mm. doing business? It, it's, it's hard. It's, it's very hard. Um, <laughs> I think it comes down to also the, the so, social structure the country has and mm. the idea that people have. At least in the UK, there is there's very much a, a class system, even though people like to think there isn't. And when you're doing business and when you're talking to people, people are always trying to put you in a specific class. And mm-hmm. your aspirations are limited to your class. And it's funny because when you hear people talking, they say, oh, I come from a working class background. Well, so what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> or I come from a middle class. So I come from an upper class. It, it's one of those things that people have on the back of their mind and thus create some type of barrier, especially when you want to do something different. So it's, it's one of those limitations we put it upon ourselves, but actually they don't really exist. But yeah,
1: it's True. <laughs>
0: Which kind of leads me to my next question. I really want to ask this because you are... Um, Actually, our first female guest on the podcast. So, um, there's a... <laughs> thank you very much for that. Uh, we, me and Harry, were talking about business, and, and our perspective comes from from being two guys in business and, and doing different elements. Mm-hmm. But how do you, how are you finding it as, as women? Um, you know, having your own company because you know strong business woman is something that it's not very rare, but it's still not as many as as you know the case you have for men. So, how, how are you finding that?
1: I think it's very hard to find a balance between the masculine and like feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense? Because on one side, you are having your own business, you're being a boss. So you need to like kind of have this masculine energy. But at the same time, like, you know, also in your private life, you still need to be feminine kind of and have this energy or at times need to kind of know where to put which, you know, Mm -hmm. um into place and that's hard because sometimes you lose yourself like in the sense of like you're working too much and then you're like um too much in into that and you lose the other like part of yourself doesn't make sense yeah yeah um
3: so, i think also of advantages and disadvantages like yeah. obviously when you're a woman you can be very charming <laughs> and, okay. you know like so sometimes when we come the both of us people are a little bit starstruck like it sounds really weird but They are, they don't expect two young females when they uh, look into a company first. But um, after, when you really prove them on what you can do, they are really appreciative. doesn't really matter the gender. I think at the end of the day, it really comes down to personality um, Mm -hmm. of the relative people. And that's something we're really careful about right now, um, whom we're working with and whom we're not working with, because we do want a mutual respect with our clients and if yeah. that's not there, like doesn't matter female, male. Yeah. We're just not doing it because it's such an energy taker and it kind of drags you from from evolving. So, um,
2: yeah. Could you give us an example of masculine energy or conversations? Because that's, that's something quite new because I always, I, I know it's kind of a dog eat dog well on that side, but it'd be quite interesting and maybe an example of that because uh, it's the first time I've really heard it <laughs> from a, myself. Masculine
1: energy, I mean, it's not that like, like I wouldn't take the word as it is I would more like maybe you're in rational and emotional
3: let's let's put it that way we are very and and I catch myself sometimes being very emotional work-wise and that's not good so (laughs) (laughs) men are very rational in their thinking and I think it's easier for you guys to completely separate the rational part and the emotional part and For Mm -hmm. us, I think sometimes it diffuses and we take it into uh, our personal life. And that's, uh, I think...
1: Yeah, and then additionally uh, to that, like you have this kind of like a bit of a cold energy, right? Because it's rational. So you need to be cold. You need to be like, you know, it's about like um, not emotions. So this is sometimes when, you know, things can get like mixed up because you have this... um, for example, you go into like a meeting and it's successful, right? And you were like super cold, rational, you get home and then you think like, oh yeah, I did that really good. Because, yeah. you know, everyone would think that. But if a man comes home and he's like that, it's fine because he's like a man. <laughs> and like, he has this energy always, right?
0: <laughs> it's interesting you're saying this because I... So one of the leading causes of, of death in men is actually suicide. So the first one... W- up to a certain age is driving and driving like a complete maniac. And then you, you die. And then between, I don't know when you're 25 till you're 50. Mm-hmm. it's actually, suicide. And I think it's mostly because of that, because men are taught from a young age to put on a facade. Boys don't cry. Girls cry. Boys don't cry. And that's still mm-hmm. the case. And then yeah. as problems and the stress piles up, you get to that stage. Like, actually what I'm going to do, okay, I'm just going to commit suicide, which is a horrible thing, by the way. But, um, that's that's it, because we don't manage our emotions well. So maybe having that type of female energy in, in business, it's actually yeah, I think
3: I think we're way more thoughtful in uh, what we do. I mean, I can see it in the daily life. If I compare myself to my brother, he does some things I would yeah. never do. Like he jumps off a 20-meter thing and I'm like, oh my goodness, like what if something is down there? He doesn't even think about that. So um, you guys are just like a little less... Thoughtful. We have more of a, I think we think ahead a little bit more than you guys. You live more in what's to come. And also something I do think we put boundaries on what's okay and what's not. And I don't Hmm. know if you guys do that so much.
0: It depends on the occasion. But okay, so so let me ask you this. For our (laughs) female listeners, what advice would you give them? Because you're both quite successful in in what you're doing. So what advice do you give someone, you know, just listening in, starting their own business and say, actually, you know, take that energy and go into something. I mean, what would that be?
3: I would say never let anyone put you down, stand your ground. You know what you're worth and you know what you're capable of. And And just do it. Just do it.
1: Push through. Nike (laughs) said it first, we're saying it second, but just do it, yeah. Um, Because, like, if you don't try... You'll never know. Mm-hmm. You'll never know, and also, um, what's gonna happen? What's the worst thing? We're gonna <laughs> like you know, like you you will try. It doesn't succeed. You're just gonna stop, and you're gonna have another. You're gonna find another job. Yeah, true, sure, sure. That's it. You can lo- you can not lose anything. It's so,
0: it's a good I except think, I think of an. Yeah, sorry. Uh, were I want to say
1: except of an amazing amazing experience. So that's the only thing you're gonna lose. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's 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 very true, isn't it? Because sometimes we we feel the world is gonna um collapse because someone said <laughs> no someone said a bad thing. But actually, when you open yeah. up, there's so many different things out there yeah. that if someone doesn't recognize I have you, a tendency to do that.
3: Me, as always, like Lily, don't do this because, like, I, I I get it. Then because obviously, if you've had your own company, you <laughs> learn so much more than you do when you're just employed somewhere because you have to do it from A to Z. When you're employed, you just see a part of what's happening. So I think like even like Mia said, what's the worst thing that can happen? You take another job. I think people really appreciate you like had your own thing and you know what's behind everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. I think people need to work. Sorry, I have a mosquito flying here. Um, <laughs> um, it's like I'm somewhere tropical. Um, no, but I think people... When they're not appreciated in the work they're doing, they will move somewhere else, right? And they'll move somewhere where, where else where they can flourish and grow. Uh, and that's ultimately always the, the thing. A lot of people are scared to move, but actually moving is not bad. And change is a constant in life. I think that's probably the only constant. I mean, me and Harry, the the way we're doing our podcast, the first one was, I'm not going to say a disaster, but everything was... <laughs> wrong, literally went wrong, and even a couple of weeks ago, we did like this silly mistake where we didn't actually record one of our guests. We literally forgot oh, to cool. press the button saying record uh, for the audio only. But it's it's about you know, having a space to grow, right? So that makes sense.
3: Exactly. Like things like this can always happen, and if I think about how we did things one and a half years ago, it kind of gives me
1: goosebumps. I'm like, Whoa.
3: yeah, like I mean, what happened there? But we learned from it. Like
1: you can just. We evolve constantly, like every day, like either how we film things or how we do paid ads or how we mm-hmm. approach influencer marketing. So, every day is something, especially in this field, there's something new. But I think it's important you're open for it. Like, yeah. if you don't change, you're
3: not evolving, and you just need to be open for it. Yeah,
0: that's very true. Constant
1: yeah. movement.
2: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna work out. <laughs> <laughs> But with yeah. these constant moves and changes, how do you find working and collaborating with each other on, on a daily basis? Because <laughs> having this conversation, you seem more than just founders. You seem as friends, quite close friends, and it's kind of brought you together as well. How is managing the business on a daily thing, uh, daily basis? Has it put strain? Has it made you closer? Has it made you more appreciative of each other?
3: Well, it's funny because I'm actually very happy. I didn't know Mia as a friend before we founded our business. So our friendship grew with what we're doing. So we only know each other from that side, if that makes sense. Like obviously this became a friendship and everything, but also our personalities are a little bit like yin and yang. Like I'm always a little scared and I'm always like, ooh, what to do now? And like what to do then? And Mia (laughs) is the one that calms me down. And then sometimes I have to push her up because um, she's too calm for me, but we find (laughs) our middle ways.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think... um, Obviously, we got to know each other really, really well. And I have to say, I'm super lucky to work with Lily because, um, yeah, no, it's a true. Because honestly, like um, we uh, we have the same ethics when it comes to work, which we were lucky to to so have because I didn't know her that well before. So this was a complete like, you know, coincidence that it turned out the way it turned out. But we are, like, like our heart and soul is in, in this company, in the projects that we do, um, in the girls that are working for us. All of these things, like, are really, like, we put so much energy into it. And she's someone that puts, like, you know, 200%. I put 200%. So, you know, that's the most important thing. Because if one person is not so sure about it and the other is struggling and so on, that's that that gets tricky then. Um and yeah, we have the same goals and same views on things. And that's, again, like important. And good. obviously we all both know when to do compromises and that also works really well, like, yeah.
0: I think, uh, yeah, that's, that's always a good thing because it's hard to start a business, but it's even harder to start mm-hmm. a business with friends, right? Because you don't oh, want to yeah. lose the friendship and then you end up compromising on biz- business decisions that you probably shouldn't have had. Yeah.
3: Yeah this the, is why I said I'm, I'm happy I didn't know Mia before as a friend because we we tried even and working with people that were that friends, we knew yeah. as friends before mm-hmm. and it just didn't work out because like you don't want to be rude to them like not even rude but you don't want to tell them certain things that they didn't like something you're you have a little bit of a distance
1: and it doesn't work like there's no flow in it so
3: yeah we, we know each other from
1: work yes work. so <laughs> that's i think a really big benefit and like that's the best way it could have happened to be honest
0: hmm, so yeah. i'm curious now can you tell us your worst day in business what was that day you just said oh my god i i'm i'm gonna go and <laughs> i don't know what else with this because i'm you know i'm done
1: oh we have that sometimes weekly <laughs> no. um, like there are tougher times and there, are like easier times and it's like everything is like in balance and you know there are like times when things bad like bad business things hit us one after the other and we're like oh my god oh my god like this again and then this happened and we don't know anymore and then we're like okay like you know like um kind of cur you lose courage But I think once you are like in the position of owning your business and really like you have your heart and soul in it, then you don't really need motivation because I believe like if we would need motivation, we shouldn't even start with these things. Because if you're someone that is an entrepreneur or like a business owner, in order for this to work, you need to live it and breathe it. There is no, yeah, that's as simple as that. (laughs)
0: So how, how do you manage the highs and the lows? I think that's 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 important for first to know what keeps in you? Well, I mean, you?
3: I think we've touched on that already. Life is about changes, and so is highs and lows. Like there will always be highs, there will always be lows, and you just have to deal with it. And you learn from the lows, and uh, you take it on. as a lesson, and just keep going. I think it's so important that sometimes even these lows happen, so you're reminded of how good the highs are if that makes sense because um, sometimes people tend to if there's too much of a high let's say they tend to be ungrateful so i think it's very important that you sometimes have the lows as well yeah
2: um, building on the highs i know you've shown briefly earlier something about the diary i'm quite interested to see what that's mm-hmm. about so, uh, ricardo has one there was a big book there that was shown uh, do you mind elaborating okay. a bit more on what that is
1: i can show you now it's packed but it's really nice um It is basically, um, we've all been kind of like our team, um, you know, is into kind of manifestation journaling, but also, you know, planning because our schedule, and that's also about a bit about the highs and lows is packed usually. Um, so, you know, sometimes like we don't really have time to do anything else except of computer work or filming. And then, you know, in the evening you're, you're ready um to go for dinner or whatever but like um yeah so we wanted like a planner but at the same time we wanted something where we can write down like our goals and at the same time we wanted a diary um and um everything in in one Mm -hmm. and um yeah mia kept running around the city and she was like "Lily,
3: i can't find this thing that like has it all i don't want to run around with three different
1: books like this is so heavy (laughs) So we just made yeah, one. We we just made one basically. Um so it's something I don't know if guys are into manifesting. I believe more and more people are doing that. Um and it is you have basically a guide. It's mm-hmm. um three months. So you have three months in this book. Um yeah. it's undated, so it's you can start you can start whenever. anytime. Mm-hmm. Um Basically, it's first, you have seven days where you reflect each day in the morning and the evening, which helps you really understand what is important in your life. Because usually we're so distracted by our day-to-day life that we don't know what makes us happy. And one simple day, like you see your parents, for example, after a long day, makes you happy. Like this is the highlight that happened on this day. And you realize like how many small things are actually so crucial in your life. Once you, you know, do day after day, and then, like, after seven days, there's a weekly review with questions. So, you have, it looks like that. I don't know if you can read it, but these are the day questions that you have three, you do in the morning, two in the evening. Then you have a planner.
3: Also includes um, cardio and, like, workouts, because it's always important to have a balance. We (laughs) tend to forget that, because, like, as business owners, we could work 24-7, I guess. And yeah. it's really important to take time for yourself. And uh, yeah. this is just a little reminder as well. So in there you have to add. Yeah,
1: so you have like what... I mean, this you probably saw in other books as well. But it's basically like here you review your day. So this is really about emotions. Here you have like your planner um, activity. activity. And then you have a diary. Like for people that like keep diaries, you have two pages where you can write right. down what happened on this day. This basically repeats seven days. And mm-hmm. then after seven days, you have a weekly um, review where you can really, like, see how you felt this week. Was it a bad, a good or whatever week? Yeah. So it's a yeah. notebook and a um, therapist all in one. Exactly. <laughs> and then you That's also really have the meditation idea. part where it's the 369 method. Um, but it, everything is explained in the diary. And then a monthly review. And yeah, three That's months
0: yeah. is in there. Because you can look back at what you were thinking, what your emotions were, if you were exercising, not exercising, if you're, you know, drinking water. I know there's a tab there for drinking water, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then just kind of actually, there's that saying, "What get, I think, was it? Uh, What get me- measure gets changed, or something like that." Or we need to measure things. The idea is we need to measure things in order to change, and then by mm-hmm. having that written down, it makes it so much easier, doesn't it? It's, it's, I yeah, think I think in real- this
3: digital world, everything is a little overwhelming. Like we're constantly, even if you don't work in social media, we're mm-hmm. constantly put out to like a gazillion informational bits. And it's so yeah. important to just take a step back and like zoom out.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I tried it myself and I, for a week now. And like, I saw really like, like I said, the thing with the family, for example, you know, you see what things are like, what, what is important in your life and where you want what you want because like lily said we get lost in a day-to-day life especially like when you work and or when you have your own business or projects you guys also have for sure like so many projects on the side you just well, are I'm running <laughs> What's that? yeah but like you're just kind of like you know running 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 and there that makes you stop for like five minutes yeah. and or
3: you don't minutes. have to question oh my god where do i even start because this guy's
2: you yeah it's a great idea because. Especially if you talk to many entrepreneurs and founders, a lot of them are solopreneurs where they do it by mm-hmm. themselves. And what you often find is they often overthink. They have voices in their head. They suffer. <laughs> you, you, I know it sounds so bad, but you do have the voices in your head. But it's also It sounds form- familiar. <laughs> it doesn't sound bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a form of depression in, in quite a, a big stance of it. And with, with depression, they often find that journaling is one of the best ways to combat it yeah. because you can yeah. take these thoughts in your head and actually write them down to ha- help you come to reasoning, see stuff mm-hmm. that's clearly because a lot of people, especially when you do your own business, you don't often take it day by day. A lot of individuals take it week by week, month by month, year by year. They get so overwhelmed that mm-hmm. you, they end up getting so depressed and angry that they just give up. One little thing just ticks them off the table. But I think it's yeah. a great idea because you, you break it down Thank and it really <laughs> off with the the simplest, it's hard because I, I need to do it as well. I've been told I need to journal. I'm not because I'm depressed, but it's it's it helps you do it. <laughs> <laughs> it no, is, you yeah. know
1: what it also is? <laughs> you kind of like, you know, we all have goals, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys are like, okay, this year I'm going to work out more or this year, whatever. And you just say, oh, oh tomorrow we, I'm going to okay. start.
0: Just call us I think that's pretty much, we need to work out more, Harry. There you know. Now we
1: know. No, but I meant. Like, you know, you, you always say, oh, tomorrow I'm going to start with that or tomorrow yeah. I'm going to eat clean or whatever. And this is also like this incorporates like at the beginning, like you have these two pages where you can write down your goals um, in four like um, segments, which is basically um, mind, um, mind, body, career and lifestyle. So what you want, you can write it down here. That's in the mm-hmm. beginning of the book. And then also a vision board. So, you know, it's kind of like, okay, what do you want to achieve? And then you're tracking yourself because if you write down in the first day, okay, I want to like go for a run, like this is something that this day, like this would make my day amazing. And then in the evening, you're like, what could have been, you know, amazing for this day? You you would write, I should have gone for this run, right? Like, because you did probably didn't go. So you can see, I want to do it, but at the end of the day, I didn't do yeah. it. So how can I change it? And I, Like, since I did that, like, I can see where my problem is. <laughs> And how I can, you know, improve my achieving my goals, basically. And I think we
3: put out the dates as well. Uh, Another reason we put out the dates is because a lot of people then, like, if they feel pressured, it's Mm -hmm. overwhelming again. So you can just start and stop whenever. And when you know you have to take time for yourself. So um, there's no pressure on this. That was really important for us. Yeah.
0: It's fascinating how you created actually another thing from the needs you have as business owners. So we know this is not coming from someone who's actually never done it before. This is literally <laughs> coming from someone who's doing it and found mm-hmm. actually this is what I need to get by. And that's yeah. that's actually brilliant, isn't it? It's 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 like I don't know, like a runner designing uh, you know, running shoes or someone mm-hmm. who likes shoes designing running shoes. It's gonna be completely different. Yeah. Right? You know. Yeah.
1: It's true because we were searching for like um, something like that. And mm-hmm. there are manifestation journals and stuff. They exist. And there are diaries. They exist. And there are planners. But all in one does not exist. Like, at least I didn't find it. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Let me know. To- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but like...
0: It's funny. Look, I actually have something here that I bought. Should I... Ne- not that big. I can say it's called the bullet journal. And I was thinking it was something like what you girls have just the- yeah. described. I'll show you how it looks like. And there's a com- very complicated system. This is what it looks like. Completely blank. That's it. So <laughs> i ended up buying an overpriced journal that has a system. Oh, by the way, I need to go online to download the system because otherwise it's not here. I'm like, why? sitting with you, we actually put on the system on, on a piece of paper and you can write yeah. it down. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. So I so yeah. you already had to create it even before you created it. So. <laughs>
1: no, I really think everyone that's like like going to university maybe like or having a lot of things um or just wants to you know take the time in the day to write down things it's a great thing and it's mm-hmm. i think everyone has 10 minutes in the day
0: yeah. everyone Very true. Mm-hmm. and we should we should actually take 10 minutes because otherwise we spend our lives glued to a screen right we wake up mm-hmm. we look at yeah. the news on instagram or tiktok <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> Uh, but it's your reasons as well, so it, it gets even more complicated. Um, and then we just spend all day glued to a screen. And then how do we relax? Oh yeah, let's relax watching some something on Netflix. And it's, it's too much. We need to think. We need to have, you know, not consume. Don't need to consume. We need not to create. Not just
3: consume, exactly. Yeah. Put out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's very important. I think that's that's mm-hmm. the thing most people don't realize is that the people that we see on TikTok and Instagram and we are fascinated about they actually don't consume that much. They mostly create. They create? They create, (laughs) but that's the thing. We think, oh, they they must be spending their time the same way we do on Instagram all the time. No, they don't. They just create stuff (laughs) and film. That's it. Right? That's... Yeah.
1: yeah. So also movies, I mean, these are actors that were working. We're just watching them work, actually. (laughs) If you you put it this way. (laughs) But yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think a lot of actors actually end up watching a lot of movies. Uh they mostly just do the movies because they don't have time to do it. They're too busy you know, filming yeah. stuff. Well.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wish I would have more time for like, you know, like because like you said, at the end of the day we all like watch Netflix or we just wanna relax mm-hmm. or whatever. But actually we should probably hit the gym or go for a walk or, you know, something else. Yeah.
2: This seems like a good podcast. More. Yes.
0: Yeah, I We're doing a podcast. yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess you know we, we've asked all our questions um if people want to find you uh how can they do so so if they want to reach out and you know either give you business because they really like what you're doing or actually buy the diary how, how can they do that
3: so um all of our information is obviously on our website so www.socialtownmarketing.com you can mm-hmm. find the diary there. You can buy the diary there. You can find our services there. You can also find our contact information there, and you can find a display of what we do. We always have little snippets and our show reel of what we've done so far. Um, then obviously we're a social media agency. Instagram, yeah. <laughs> TikTok, Facebook, we're on there as well. LinkedIn, of course, B two B is very
1: important. Um, and, and another thing, sorry to interrupt, another thing is just because you're based in Vienna doesn't mean we don't operate worldwide. We do. Just so yeah, you know.
3: We actually have a lot of clients that are not from Vienna. You know?
1: yeah. <laughs> or Austria, yeah.
0: Yeah, because that, that's actually quite impressive. I, I know you have one that it's it's a massive, uh, not, not not an airline, but it's a private company that rents planes or something like that, if I'm not yeah, mistaken.
1: It's... Yeah, they're so like can... a... Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: They're very cool. And, and a So dog if you brand. also need to
1: like, go somewhere, let us know. We can organize it too <laughs> with them for our clients. It's
0: not a bad idea. Private jet somewhere, you know, <laughs> with this sweater. <laughs> I don't think I would mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. be good. And then
3: obviously you can write us an email. Contact at socialtownmarketing.com.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Thank okay. you. Well, Thank you very much, Lili and Mia, for for being our guests.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having us.
0: It's been a pleasure.